Welcome to this podcast on Pentecost Sunday of 2022 at the Good Shepherd Episcopal Church in Venice, Florida. You will hear Deacon Michael Kitt preach on John 14, beginning with verse 8. As you listen, see if you can answer some of these questions. The questions, 1. What is the event in your life that is most transforming? 2. What did Jesus say on the Mount of Olives that was transforming? And 3. Don't go anywhere until you are empowered. What does this mean? Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, according to St. John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And, in fact, will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the Word cannot receive, because it is neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, that the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. They are filled with new wine. I speak to you this morning on behalf of Father Joe, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Has there been one defining moment in history that has impacted your life more than any other? If you were to look at the course of your time on this planet, all its events and activities and circumstances and relationships and the impact that they have had on you, is there any one event that has transformed your life more profoundly than the other? Maybe you would say it was your wedding day or a life-altering loss you have experienced. 
Maybe it was a certain professor whose presence in your life altered uniquely your perspective on life. Maybe it was some place you traveled or to some famous person you met. Or maybe it was no one you met personally, but someone whose presence in the world has had a great impact on you. As followers of Jesus Christ, this defining moment may have been your baptism as either an infant or an adult later in life. Maybe it was your catechism and confirmation that has most impacted you, or a conference you attended, or a retreat, or a mission trip. It is possible that the event that has had the most profound effect on your life was something that happened historically. Maybe it was the death of a family member before you were even born. Maybe it was the biblical story of Moses enveloped in the cloud of God's presence on Mount Sinai. Or maybe it was the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem or his death on the cross. Maybe you find it hard to identify any one unique, any one unique turning point or a profound event that transformed your life. As meaningful and as transformational as these events and experiences may have been to you, there is still another event that had a greater impact. If you and I were to look down through all recorded time, every person who has ever lived, every event that has happened, every act that has occurred in the natural world, every person and event you have personally experienced since the day of your birth, there is indeed one event according to the Bible, that is meant to be the defining moment, the turning point on which all of your life turns. Sounds crazy? Am I being hyperbolic, overdramatic? As Father Joe looks back on his 64 years of life, (laughs) I'd become very young if this was mine. (laughs) As Father Joe looks back on his 64 years of life in this physical body of his, all the relationships and experiences growing up in Colorado, his Marine Corps training and experiences in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, and Okinawa, Japan, his primary and secondary education, college, graduate school, and seminary, marrying and raising a family, his two-year retreat and educational experience in Illinois, his monastery retreats, two years of clinical pastoral education, 16 years of ordained ministry as a Wesleyan minister, three years spent training Wesleyan pastors and churches, six years as a hospice chaplain, and four years as an ordained Episcopal priest. When he looks at every moment of his, there is indeed one event that has had the most profound impact on his life. Can this be true of you as well? This one defining event that has directed his life is the same event that is meant to have the greatest impact and influence on your life and all our followers of Jesus Christ who have ever lived for the past 2,000 years. So what is it that one cataclysmic, life-altering, transforming event? Jesus spoke of it in the last few seconds of life here on earth before he was to say goodbye to his disciples. He stood there on Mount of Olives and spoke of this life-altering event. He gave a hint in these short nine words, Look, I am sending you what my father promised. What was it his father had promised to his people? 
In the next sentence, Jesus says, As for you, stay in the city until you are empowered from on high. Jesus is speaking of a spiritual empowerment from his Father. As Christians, we speak of God as Trinity, as three essence within one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It is an unfortunate reality that of the three members of the Trinity, the one that has the greatest empowering impact on our lives, the Holy Spirit, is also the one least understood and assessed. Jesus told his disciples to stay in Jerusalem until they have been empowered from on high by the Holy Spirit. We find it fascinating that Jesus seems to indicate that geographic proximity is important for this empowerment. He didn't say, wherever you wander and find yourself, each of you as my disciples will be empowered from on high. No, Jesus told them all to stay in Jerusalem. Don't go anywhere else until you are empowered. Why do you think location was so important? Was it because there was a greater energy force in Jerusalem than in Damascus or Rome? No, the location was insignificant, other than it was convenient at the time. The Message Bible from the book of Acts begins the story this way. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. There was a house of sufficient size for all the believers to gather. The previous chapter in Acts further explains that this room was the headquarters for the disciples while they were in Jerusalem. Here are the names of those who were present. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer, along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the brothers of Jesus. The passage tells us that there were about 120 believers who frequently gathered in this home. There were the apostles, Jesus, Mother Mary, and other women, and interestingly, Jesus' brothers, who had previously not believed that Jesus, who, was to, who, was, who claimed who he was to be. <clears throat> Apparently, the resurrection was their needed convincing proof, so now they were here as well. These disciples were in the upper room spending time in prayer, and they were of one heart and mind. This, to me, is the clue to their empowerment from the on high. They spent time in prayer to God and were of one heart and mind. The Spirit of God will not be active where there is no unity and oneness among the believers. The believers were together in prayer and oneness in spirit. Then we are told... Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. It was a miraculous event on that feast day of Pentecost. Some would say that speaking in foreign languages or an unknown prayer language is the evidence of the Holy Spirit's filling in someone's life. But this is not the evidence of the Spirit's filling in our life. As a young Marine, 
Joe attended a charismatic church in Okinawa. He spent time praying that God would give him the gift of tongues, of languages, but this gift never came to him. Unfortunately, he has known individuals who say they have the gift of tongues, who are prideful and arrogant and judgmental. These qualities do not seem to line up with the presence of the Spirit in someone's life. What is the evidence of the presence of the Spirit? We believe the evidence is found in the fruits of the Spirit mentioned in Galatians chapter 5. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You and I receive the Holy Spirit at our baptism, but there is a need for an ongoing filling of the Holy Spirit. The book of Ephesians tells us, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. The Greek word here for being filled can be more accurately be read, be being filled. Be filled on an ongoing basis. Graham Standish, in his book, Becoming a Blessed Church, wrote, and I quote, Pentecost was the defining moment for the Christian church, the moment when the followers became the church, the community of Christ. They were no longer simply following the teachings of Christ, although Christ's teachings were their foundation. They were no longer simply trying to imitate Christ. The moment they became filled with the Holy Spirit was the moment the church became a living organism. It was the Spirit of God that revealed Christ to Joe in a vision as a young Marine in January of 1978. It was the Spirit of God that transformed his understanding of the Bible, what had previously been nothing more than stories written in a book. After that vision, the words on those pages became life-giving, living, transformative words. Suddenly, he couldn't get enough of the reading of the Bible. It was the Spirit of God that led him to a small, charismatic church in Okinawa, Japan. The story of the Spirit's presence and activity in his life went on and on and on throughout his life. Sometimes the Spirit's work was profound and evident. Often the Spirit worked quietly behind the scenes, allowing him to be open to learn and understand and see more than he had ever before, to allow his eyes to see and to his ears to hear. May you and I open ourselves to the fullness of the Spirit of God as we read scripture, pray, repent when needed, and forgive others. Amen. in your life that is most transforming? Two, what did Jesus say on the Mount of Olives that was transforming? And three, don't go anywhere until you are empowered.
what does this mean? 